It's the River City Podcast Federation. Hello and welcome to Afternoonified, the podcast where you asked for it. I'm Ryan. And I'm Emily. This is terrible. Oh my god, we're back! Yay! Season four! Season four! I'm still torn on whether it's season four or season it five. It is season four because we took a summer hiatus. That's true. I'm going to eat one more cupcake. <laughs> well, uh... so yeah, we haven't been uh, in. We're not in the bathroom anymore. So like that, that we have that going for us. We're also not Skyping. We're actually in the same room physically in person, which is different and strange. It's been a long time. Okay. You're going to have to edit that out. Cupcakes? No. Who bring cupcakes? No. I'm gonna eat them. I meant for you to eat them after podcasting. No, or... ma'am. Okay. We're all gonna need a cupcake after this is done because I'm not gonna be that person. It's bad. I fucked up. Yeah, you guys really did ask for this. Um, whoever it was that asked for this is um, an asshole. I'm... But we appreciate your listenership. You can find her on Twitter. Mm. We're gonna name names. Ooh, yeah, let's name names. Um, incidentally, all of the people who have been leaving us comments and ratings on iTunes, you are the best, even though we haven't put anything out um recently because we were taking a break for Christmas and January birthdays and yeah. our typical winter hiatus and all that. Our typical in that we've done it twice. Hey, that makes you know, twi- twice is a pattern? No, three times pattern. Twice is a coincidence. Kind of like um, our pre-show shots. Shots. Yeah. Which I don't think we should talk about because I want people to be intrigued so they come to our live shows. Yeah. Or at least listen to them. Sims, color theory. Oh, um, this was a request by Lily Powell on Twitter. Uh, she Lily asked if Powell? we could. Uh, yeah. Um, at Lily underscore Powell. One Ellen Lily. So she was wondering if we could do a show about Holocaust human experiments. So welcome to human experimentation and the Nazi party. Yay. Uh, we actually talked about uh, Joseph Superbag Babe Mengele. We did talk about him. Briefly in our... Mad Scientist? Mad Scientist. Um, incidentally, they just released an episode of Drunk History about um, Jack Parsons. Oh. And his teleportation butt magic. I saw that. Yeah, that makes me so excited. I really want to. And Taryn Killam is who plays him. Yes. Which is perfect. Um, so it should be very exciting. Uh, amazing. Um, so, yes. We need to throw like a viewing party or something <laughs> for it. Drunk How, history viewing party. That would be so fun. Uh, we'll let you know about our viewing party. Viewing party. Have a nice <laughs> slumber party. Pajama jam. Pajama jam. Oh, I love that. Pajama jam. Um, just be a pajam. Pajam. <laughs> the afternoonified pajam. <laughs> afternoonified drunk history pajam. Drunker noona histified pajam. Drunker noonified history. Drunker histonoonified. Ooh, that sounds like That's you like got a, a hysterectomy in the middle of it. <laughs> All right, well, get your laughs out now because the rest of the episode is oh God, dark and morbid good. and I'm going to um, go to hell for any joke I tell. Yes, so that's, uh, I'm going to put a disclaimer on this and say that this is a very dark subject. Uh, the Holocaust was a very serious, horrible thing. That being said, we are a comedy podcast 
And that's how we deal with these things. So we are going to make jokes. The jokes are going to be extremely distasteful. And And if you are sensitive snowflakes, go away and come back in two weeks. If it's gonna be vaguely triggering, this is your your warning. Yeah, um, this is your T dub right here. It's it's a bummer, big one. Um, All it's, right, well, it's such a bummer. I couldn't even find an episode of last podcast on the left about it. Yeah, it's that bad, guys. <laughs> so everyone knows the format today is gonna be loose, but for the most part, Emily's gonna talk about who some of these really really bad bad people were and i'm going to talk more about the nitty-gritties of what these bitches did yeah um it's it's medical experimentation yeah which i don't know if there's any other kind of experimentation that you I mean, can there's do like with psychological humans. that's true and i think that came in a little bit it did but as more of a side effect i think just in that these things were so horrible that in a way it's kind of a psychological test true true so okay let's so jump in let's start with kind of a overview like world war ii holocaust okay. yeah talk about the who what when where and then we'll get into the the who's and the what's and uh, yeah so do the where the why and the when okay well i also have a who but not your kind of who oh is it himmler no i mean like the subjects who were the subjects oh i got that who oh <laughs> was it himmler <laughs> um so the main <laughs> that's my new game show <laughs> is it himmler <laughs> three contestants behind a dark curtain you have to guess which one's himmler is it an iron curtain wrong war <gasps> <gasps> wait is that the wrong war no, i'm so bad after, at history i'm not 100 percent on the iron know. curtain but i know it had something to do with europe i'm I just think. imagining like hi i like long walks on the beach and margaritas Contestant number two, what about you? Hi, I like theme parks and going on boat rides. Contestant number three, nine! <laughs> nine, 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 nine! <laughs> I can't think of any German. I was going to do like a German accent, but that's yeah, that's out of my realm. Yeah, I don't have one either. I can do fake Italian. <laughs> I'm studying Polish, so I've got like the Russian thing down. I got that good like Slavic thing. But that means that my German is terrible because I can't differentiate them anymore. Ich bin Himmler. Ich bin Himmler. That All just right. means I am Himmler. You win! Ich bin Himmler! Um, in Polish, it would just be jestem z Himmler. Huh. Yeah. The Z is its own word. It's jestem z Himmler, but you say the Z like with the word, so it's like jestem z Himmler. I believe it would be to a Himmler. To a Himmler? To a Himmler. And what? French. Oh, you gotta specify. Sorry, that's the only language I really know. Mm. I'm getting that Polish. Yes, then Himmler. Anyway, so who did people like Himmler experiment on? Um, mostly Jews. That one should be pretty obvious to everybody. Um, but other groups that they targeted were uh, homosexuals. They targeted Soviet prisoners of war. They were actually very involved in experiments involving ice because they thought that Russians were more resilient you to it. You always think about Russia as the bad guys, but they really got their asses kicked in World War II. They did, yeah. Um, disabled Germans, actually. So that they would send disabled people to the camps and then experiment on them. And then um, Romani's slash back in the day, gypsies, but it's not acceptable anymore. So uh, and Romani's. Polish people. A lot of Polish people, yeah. Polish, Polish Jews, Ethnic Poles is what I have in my notes, and I don't mm. know if that's politically correct. Oh, and twins also. Yeah. Uh, lots of twins, lots of, um, yeah. Uh, do you talk about 
in your notes about how they would like select the people who would go to the concentration camps and who would no not so much um, basically what would happen is they'd have groups of people brought in for like processing they would Mm -hmm. give them just a once over and if they were from that very short preliminary once over if they were deemed unable to like be of use um might as well experiment on them no no it was more gas chamber oh yeah just straight to death yeah because they got rid of like I mean, if they were disabled or, like, really weirdly unable to work, then they would do experiments. But for the most part, if you were a child, pregnant, elderly. Um, Average in any way. A woman that make with you small children. Yeah. Then you didn't even make it to the camps. Yeah. When you got off the train, they would just sort you left and right. And just Basically, left, right, yeah. left, right. And you didn't know which group was going to the gas chambers until yeah. you got there. So it was terrible. Uh, shit, a lot of people died. Um, way too many. Uh, several um, million? Yeah, a lot. I don't have an exact number, and I don't really want to know the exact number because I know it's high. Yeah. One of the yeah. largest mass genocides in history. Wasn't it uh, just Holocaust Remembrance Day, like, last week? Mm, I don't know. I don't know when Holocaust Remembrance Day is. I should know that because I took a Holocaust, Holocaust class in high school. Holocaust. <laughs> what? <laughs> we had a Holocaust literature class where we talked about the Holocaust and studied the history of it and read literature that came out of that era as a way to prevent it from happening again, pay homage to some of the people who died. We got to meet one of the survivors. We got to go see the memorial. Hmm. Like a whole thing. We read like Night by Ellie Bissell and the where, when, and why. Do we got that? I got why and obviously where. The who's. We did the who's. Yeah. Um, so the experiments ranged lots of stuff. Uh, I'm not, I don't want to get into it yet because I want it to be a surprise when we get there. Yeah, surprise. Um, so typically the experiments resulted in death, trauma, disfigurement, permanent disability. Um, and they're considered examples of medical torture. Exactly. Um, the reasons that a lot of this happened, or at least the Nazis explanation for why they did a lot of this stuff was to develop weapons, improve combat, advance racist ideologies, um, forced sterilization was a big one. They learned more about. Ooh, sorry, I burped. Right into mic. <laughs> sorry about that. Um, <laughs> that one was. Those two were Emily, not me. Um, they the were trying to find out more about how to treat soldiers on the battlefield. Quick, easy dirty fixes um they were trying to find a cure for homosexuality lots of reasons um all of them fucked up and uh none of them useful yeah i don't think anything useful i have notes on what use came oh good i read a couple articles about whether or not it was like moral to use the results from the nazis testing in future in future yeah yeah there's definitely a lot of controversy well i just don't think that there's a way to not use it because it's like, they did it, and you hear about it, and then you just know that going into, like, trials. Like, you're not using their direct data, but you're like, oh, if you leave someone out in the cold for six hours, they'll die. So we don't need to investigate it. Exactly. Um, it's, it's hard to say because I can see the argument against it because if you're using the data, you're in a way saying that it was useful to some extent by because you are using the data. Yeah, you're, you're proving vaguely, that it's useful. You're vaguely condoning it. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, that information is now out there and it would be stupid to ignore it just because 
it's it's kind of like there were people who invented certain things like thomas edison who were awful people but we can't thomas edison was an asshole really oh we're gonna do an episode on that bitch um you heard about topsy no he electrocuted an elephant topsy no it's a whole episode of bob's burgers about it um no of course it would be like not using light bulbs because thomas edison was like a piece of shit yeah yeah it's one of those things i'm not comparing the nazis to thomas edison i'm not comparing thomas edison to the nazis but it's just the concept of you can't ignore science evidence that is out there because of who brought the evidence forward yeah. unless they are like discredited but unfortunately these nazi scientists weren't exactly bad scientists they kept good notes they knew how to conduct an experiment with variables and controls it like, was just they didn't have any morals that would keep someone from running those experiments exactly so we kind of saw the extent of that yeah um, but i'll wait to talk about just how useful it was and wasn't until the end so why don't we talk about a couple of the dick nuts responsible for this yeah tell me about some dick nuts Mm, dick nuts <laughs> give me dick nuts part of a balanced breakfast mm. did you know grape nuts were created as a way to keep people from masturbating hmm? yep uh, and cornflakes were originally meant to be used as an irritant douche to keep people from masturbating irritant douche yeah like douche douche like yeah. i don't know why that's the sound of douche makes i've never douched no i wouldn't know um yeah uh yeah and they used to put acid on lady bits to keep girls from touching them it was a whole thing it's just my fridge um i thought it was the door i was like (gasps) no um yeah that's why cereal exists oh my god uh granola was a big and graham crackers too future episode we're doing an episode on this scratch whatever one's like fourth on the list we're doing this just want to do fucked up cereal cereal origins (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah we're gonna do cereal origins (laughs) Um, I just like it's how like at the top beginning of Top Gear they're like, and this is what's gonna happen this season: cornflakes, grape nuts. <laughs> Ryan learns what cornflakes came from. <laughs> it's gonna be a good season, guys. Emily touches a duck. I don't know. <laughs> I have to be recording in some weird places. <laughs> okay, so Sigmund Rasher, Rasher, Rasher. I don't know. I don't know. It's how is it spelled? R A C H E E R. Like E E E R. Like Ross Cher. Like if Cher went to. Ross Cher. I don't know. Ross Cher? Cher went to Jamaica. Sigmund Ross Cher. Oh, no, I don't like that. No, like Rastafarian Cher. Ross Cher. No. So, um. His whole deal was running experiments involving freezing, high altitudes, and blood coagulation, which we'll get into in a minute, um, at Dachau, which it was an awful place, but it's really fun to say. It is. Dachau. Um, but it was a really awful place, awful. and that's where a lot of the experimentation happened. That in Auschwitz, of course. But So, uh, if you maybe hear things in the background... Um, there are obnoxious men outside the window which is just a metaphor for the whole world there are always going to be obnoxious men outside your window stay safe ladies so uh sigmund and his wife caroline were also in the business of and i quote hiring and kidnapping babies i don't know how one how do you hire a baby mm. (laughs) Um, but they did this to give the impression of supernatural fertility so attempting to please heinrich himmler who we uh 
based a game show off of like 10 minutes ago. <laughs> uh, he wanted to please him by demonstrating that population growth could be improved by extending female childbearing age. Foster claimed his wife had given birth to three children even after reaching 48, and Himmler used a photograph of Rosher's family as propaganda material. However, during her fourth, quotation, pregnancy, hmm. Mrs. Rosher was arrested while attempting to kidnap a baby. Ooh. An investigation later revealed that her other three children had either been purchased, hired, or kidnapped. <laughs> Jesus, what a psychopath. <laughs> No shit. He was a Nazi. <laughs> um, would you like me to talk a little bit more about the things that he did, or do you have more notes on oh, him? I have um, two more bullet points. Um, okay. Give me a bullet point. Maybe points. three. So he also murdered his lab partner at one point. I don't have a lot of information on that. Hmm, not surprising. Um, he was He's a Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> he was accused of financial irregularities, murder of his former lab assistant, and scientific fraud, and he was sentenced to time at Buchenwald and Dachau before being executed by a firing squad in 1945. Damn. So he actually went to the execution camps that he did work at. Wow. Can you imagine? Good. <laughs> he must have felt like a dumbass. <laughs> Uh, while at Dachau, uh, not on his execution tour, it was before that, um, mm. Roster developed the standard cyanide capsule that could be easily bitten through either deliberately or accidentally. Um, so yeah, let's talk about uh, altitude experiments. All right. So starting with altitude, let me find my notes on altitude. Can we start with freezing? Because it's sooner in my notes. Yeah, of course. Cool. All right. We're going to talk about freezing, not altitude. Um, so in 1941... Something called the Luftwaffe. Ooh. Luftwaffe. That's a good word. Um, they conducted... Conducted? <laughs> well, I mean, there was dunking involved. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Going to hell. Going to hell. You can meet all these guys in person and tell them that joke. <laughs> yeah. I think they'll like it. I'm working on my stand-up routine for hell. Um, so they were trying to figure out how to prevent and also treat hypothermia. So, for their own people. Yeah, exactly. Not for the, you know. Well, if you remember, they were in trying to go to Russia, but Russia's yeah. fucking cold. Yeah. So actually, most of these experiments were done on the Russian prisoners of war because the Nazis thought that they had some sort of genetic predisposition that made them more resilient to cold weather. Uh, the, Turns out that's false. The Nazis were also into a lot of cult shit they, and, yeah. and magic. And We need to do an episode on that, like the whole like occulty side. It's a, it's a fucking thing. Yeah, it's like the movie Hellboy is about that. Oh, shit, you're right. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so they conducted anywhere from 360 to 400 experiments, but only 280 to 300 victims, which means that some victims had to suffer the experiment more than once. Great. Um, there is actually a table that lists the, result of, the results of the experiments on Wikipedia. So you can see exactly how long they were submerged, how what point they were taken out, how long they that. lived after they got out. They have like all the data is on Wikipedia for you to see, and it is depressing. Um, so the experimenter, experimentees, I guess the subjects, the subjects, um, were either put in cold water for extended periods of time, or they were put in cold rooms naked for extended periods of time. And they were testing ways of rewarming them or making people more resilient to cold to begin with. Um, some subjects were thrown into boiling water afterwards as a way to reheat them. That's how you kill people. You can throw them in already warm and it'll still kill them. Boiling water guess, kills yeah. people. Yeah. 
Russians. So sometimes people were submerged in a flight suit in freezing water all the way over their head to either drown or freeze, whichever happened first. Usually drowned. At least 100 people were killed during these experiments. Hmm. From cold alone. And the rest of them were probably executed. Almost definitely executed. Yeah, because if you were rendered useless by an experiment, they just killed you. Yeah, they, they just sent you to the chambers. So mm. technically everyone died in that experiment, but 100 of them died in the experiment itself and not as a result of failing it. I mean, guess everyone kind of failed it. Everyone fails when you're being tested on by Nazis. Yeah. Um, and then in regards to altitude experiments... Um, they were trying to figure out the effect of high altitude ejections by German pilots. So if someone ah. had to eject up really, really high, yeah. how they would survive. Were they um, just launching Jewish no. people into the no, air? No. Oh, okay. They were put into a low pressure chamber. Oh, that's to worse. Study them. Yeah. Um, doctors would perform vivisections on the experiment's brains directly after. That means that the people were living. That means that there was no anesthesia. They were not knocked out. They were fully awake, fully aware, fully alive. They were held down, and then they had brain surgery performed on them. And it didn't kill everyone. People survived that, which I think is worse. Honestly, if you're going to cut into my brain while I'm awake and feeling it, kill me. Um, Rosher, 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 Rosher. That make him French. I think it's Rosher. Rosher. (laughs) Um... Let's see. Oh, so out of the 200 people that were in this experiment, 80 of them died in the experimentation and the rest of them were executed. Um, Rosher explained that the results of a low pressure experiment um, that was performed on people at Dachau concentration camp um, in which the victims were suffocated while the scientists took notes. Um, he described a 37 year old man in good health before being murdered, obviously. Um, so he was describing the victim's actions as he was losing oxygen to his brain and timed the changes in behavior. So the 37-year-old began to wiggle his head at four minutes. A minute later, he was suffering from cramps before falling unconscious. He describes the victim then laying unconscious, breathing only three times per minute until he stopped breathing 30 minutes after being deprived of oxygen. Then he turned blue and began foaming at the mouth. An autopsy followed an hour later. Oh, that's good. So it took him a half hour to die, but it only took him five minutes to pass out. So he was just barely clinging to life for that whole last 25 minutes. Mm. I'm going to go live on Instagram for a couple minutes. Okay. We'll see what happens. Cool. Try it. Um, Blood coagulation was the other Rosher experiment, right? Yes. Rosher. Rosher. Um, so there was this substance called polygal, which was made from beet and apple pectin that they thought would actually help blood clot. To test it, they gave tablets of the stuff to a bunch of experiments, subjects, and then they either shot them or amputated limbs again without anesthesia to see if they clotted, see if they bled out or not. Just in um, case. Turns out, yeah, apple pectin doesn't clot your blood enough to make you survive an amputation without any <laughs> other help. Sorry, it's not like jams, jellies, apple human pectin. blood. Yeah, it'll curl your hair, but it's not going to stop your blood from coming out of your body. It'll curl your hair? Yeah, that's what perms are. It's apple pectin. No shit! Yeah, you can get perms with apple pectin. Huh. 
Yeah. I've anyway. never thought about getting a pectin perm. Yeah. That's what most like home perms are there with apple pectin. You should not be doing perms at home. No, but if you do decide to make the dumb decision to get a perm at home, you do it with apple pectin. Um, yeah. So that's all the stuff I have on f- as far as Rosher's experiments go. So who's your next? next um, guy? the next man. They're man. all men. I don't know why I said the next man. Obviously, men. Women aren't this fucked up. Well, there were a couple. <laughs> Just yeah, a few. like the baby stealer. Oh. Um, Hans Eppinger. So Hans Eppinger. Um, this piece of shit was responsible for a series of experiments where he provided subjects with nothing but seawater to drink. Ooh, this is an interesting one. Ooh, ah. Um, we're live on. We are live right now. We're not live right now. Um, We were live on Instagram a week and a half ago. (laughs) Uh, So he provided subjects with nothing but uh, seawater to drink while they tried different methods of making it drinkable. So they just kind of wanted to see what happened. Yeah. Um, And then they like did some stuff to the water and then came back to it and gave it to subjects. And um, so it it didn't go well. (laughs) They have voice changers on here. Oh, you bitch. (laughs) And what they do is they flip you around so that way it's only your chin speaking. Ah! It's trying to, but you're holding your microphone in front of it. Um, so this it this experiment didn't go well, and some subjects were so dehydrated that they would sometimes lick freshly mopped floors or suck on cleaning rags to get fresh water. Yeah. Uh, so my notes basically say the same oh, thing. Okay. So I'm not really going to go over that much more. Um, um, here, you take this, I have and a, I'll double-check my notes. I have a good ending for this. Okay. Um, Eppinger committed suicide in jail a month before he was supposed to testify at the Nuremberg trials. Mm. That's weird. Uh, 90 people, yeah. So it was 90 people that that experiment happened on. You know, this going live on Instagram thing only works if you can still maintain the podcast yeah. while you do it. <laughs> oh, you have sunglasses on, though. Oh, hey. Okay, well, we're gonna end this. This was a weird experiment. Oh, human experimentation! Emily's a Nazi. Bye! I actually did end it there. <gasps> Bitch. <laughs> um. Anyways, so that's Hans Eppinger, Hans a real Eppinger. Nazi. Now, we are going to talk about <sighs> Joseph, super babe, Megala! Okay, he wasn't even hot. He was not hot. That's no. why. That's why it was funny. <laughs> if anyone was hot on our uh, scientists episode, it was Jack Parsons. Oh, even him, he was kind of creepy. He was like the kid that always had like a lizard in his pocket in school or something. You know, he was that guy. But you know, he was getting all the tail. Well, I mean, he was because he was in a sex magic cult. <laughs> with kind a, of the definition. With L. Ron Hubbard. Yeah. Okay. So. We're going to take a second yeah. because he hung out with L. Ron Hubbard. Yeah. I think we talked about it. This is a live show. L. Ron Hubbard stole his girl. Yeah. Yeah. I, I talked all about this in the live show. L. Ron Hubbard looks like the dad from Beetlejuice. Exactly like him. And he stole a woman from Jack Parsons who looks like Howard Stark. A young Howard Stark. A big headed Howard Stark. A big headed Howard Stark, but a Howard Stark nonetheless. Yes, but it doesn't make Elrond sense. Hubbard was a very powerful man who started an entire religion and invented the DSM. So, oh my God, Elrond Hubbard. Yeah, he was also a science fiction writer. 
Um, I wouldn't say also. <laughs> <laughs> and all of that was science fiction. Good night. <laughs> um, so we're going to talk about Joseph Mengele. Yeah, not... Not related to either of these people, because as shitty as L. Ron Hubbard was and as weird as Jack Parsons were, neither of them were this bad. Uh -uh. So uh, Joseph Mengele is the guy that comes up when people mention Nazi human experimentation. Which I don't know how often people are really mentioning Nazi human experimentation, but if it comes up, I'm talking about it. You're talking about it. (laughs) He, she, we talk (laughs) about it. talkology the study Study of talking talking about about it it. (laughs) it's first grade ryan (laughs) um so joseph mangala was a hideous man inside and out Mm -hmm. um i think his quotation popularity has a lot to do with how weird his experiments were because well like his experiments really didn't have anything to do with keeping troops alive or like war stuff no um so he was particularly interested in identical twins people with heterochromia um eyes that are two different colors yeah uh dwarves i don't know if that's a correct term little people i don't think is a good term either no i think it is little people little people yeah little people okay so little people those with dwarfism there I think we you go. can say that um i just i don't know they're good people um uh, and people with physical abnormalities um mangala's research subjects were better fed and housed than the other prisoners and temporarily safe from the gas chambers but uh, what they had to go through was a lot worse than a gas chamber well I would say. Uh, he did establish a kindergarten for children that were the subjects of his experiments along with uh all romani children under the age of six uh romani gypsies yeah um but gypsies isn't a term that we use anymore no so romanis so romanis um the facility provided better food and living conditions than the other areas of the camp and even had like a playground uh when visiting his child subjects he introduced himself as uncle mangala and offered them candy and stuff so it all sounds really great but they actually probably had it worse out of all of the oh do you want to hear how a co-worker uh, described him yeah tell me a that. co-worker in the Nazi party. So another Nazi. Described Joseph Mengele as sadistic, lacking empathy, and extremely anti-Semitic, believing the Jews should be eliminated entirely as an inferior and dangerous race. Mengele's son, Rolf, said his father later showed no remorse for his wartime activities. Because why would he? Because he's fucking psycho, obviously. Um, so do you want to talk about the experiments that he did on twins? Yeah. So for Joseph Mengele, twins were kind of his bread and butter. He wanted to see, first of all, how genetically similar twins really were and also how you could unnaturally manipulate the human body. So he would often use one of the twins as a control and the other one as the variable and would do experiments on one twin to see if you could like make one twin taller or make one twin of different eye colors or if you could like alter the human body but used the other twin as sort of the mirror to see how much the experiment worked. (laughs) Yeah. Um... Nearly 1,500 sets of twins, so 3,000 people, went into the twin studies, but only 200 people ever came back out. So that's and then 200... most of those were actually executed. So only 200 people. And that's not even like two or 100 people that were part of a set of, or 100 sets of twins. That's just 200 like people. That was 100. That was 100 sets out of the 1,500 sets. Cool. Um, 
So experiments involved injecting dyes into the eyes of twins to try to change eye color and trying to sew them together to create conjoined twins. Um, actually, he did that um, to some children and he sewed them back to back and they ended up dying of gangrene after suffering for several days. I don't know why you would want your conjoined twin back to back though. That seems like... Do you imagine the cartwheels? Like... The front flip? Actually, that is the a handspring. That is a like a move for choreography where like you yeah, you lock elbows, and then but then you don't have to lock elbows. You can just like flip freely everywhere. Or you could do that thing where like they're in front of you but upside down, and you like yeah, like to the cart. Like yeah, yeah, you could do all of this. You know, Joseph Mengele was like one of the most fucked up men in history, and even he didn't come up with the idea for human centipede. So I just want to say, whoever did human centipede fucked the fucked up that he admitted to oh yeah i guess that's he had journals we haven't read them yeah still i'm just saying so that's his bullshit with twins yeah um on one occasion mengele killed 14 twins sets or people not specified uh in one night via chloroform injections to the heart uh, if one twin died of disease, Mengele killed the other so that they could do comparative postmortem reports. Yep. Which is probably why so many died, is that so many ones died and the others had to go with. Yes. Uh, uh, he. Do you have anything on um, little people? No, no, I didn't talk about that. Uh, so his experiments on little people and people with physical abnormalities included taking physical measurements, drawing blood, extracting teeth... Uh, treatment with unnecessary drugs, x-rays. Uh, many of the victims were sent to the gas chambers after about two weeks, and their skeletons went to Berlin for further studies. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Um, so, the long and short of Joseph Mengele is he managed to weasel his way out of the country, ended up living in South America until he died in the mid-70s. Um, while he was out there, he managed to kill at least one teenage girl during a botched abortion because you can take the Nazi douchefuck out of the concentration camp, but you can't take the concentration camp out of the Nazi douchefuck. <laughs> Very nice. This episode has been brought to you by Audible.com. <laughs> Go to Audible.com slash Afternoonify. Or you can find Mein Kampf. <laughs> <laughs> Use code mine. No, don't use code mine. What's our code? Afternoonified. So use code Afternoonified to get your free copy of Mine Comp. Audiobook. Mine Comp. Audiobook. Who's reading it? Is it read in a German accent? <laughs> Wouldn't be right. Oh, um, um. Well, I'm gonna go ahead and just make things a little darker here. So, in addition to all of these experiments we've already covered, they also did tests with bone, muscle, and nerve transplantation. Um, they were performed at the Ravensbrück concentration camp. And That's a weirdly, like, floofy Victorian... Ravensbrück. The U had two dots above it, if that's any consolation. So it's an umlaut? Yeah, it had umlauts. Wait, where's there a U in it? Brook. Not Rook. brook, it's Brook. Brook, but the ooze, I think, make it an ooze sound. So Ravensbrook. No. Uh, so it sounds more German. Ravensbrook. Ravensbrook. Anyway, that concentration camp. Um, they were an attempt to find new ways to aid in the recovery of injured soldiers. So doctors took bones, muscles, and nerves from one subject and put them into another without the use of anesthesia. Again, they didn't have anesthesia for any of this shit. 
Why not? Because anesthesia is expensive and these people's lives didn't matter. Oh, yeah. According to the Nazis, I don't think that, but... So just so you guys know, when you do a surgery on someone and they are awake and alive and aware and not numbed, it is called a vivisection. That's a horrible, horrible word. Vivisection, yeah. So most subjects suffered extreme trauma, torture, permanent disability, and death. Um, Probably in that order. Yep, (laughs) in that order. Um... They also did head injury experiments. This one is unbelievable to me. So in Nazi-occupied Poland, they did an experiment in which a young boy of 11 or 12 was strapped to a chair so he couldn't move. Above him was a mechanized hammer that every few seconds came down upon his head, and the boy was driven insane from the torture and executed. So, like, he was routinely just every few seconds just bonked on the head? Yeah, hit in the head with a hammer. But it wasn't like a cute little mallet. Like it hit him in the head with a hammer. Like, I'm surprised he went insane before he died. I think it's it didn't hit him hard enough. But they were trying to like cause like see if you could do brain damage it was over time. Basically, just like waterboarding someone with lead. Yeah, pretty much mm. lead boarding. Mm. Hammer boarding. Mm. They did a lot of immunization experiments. Um, so they gave 1,200 people. Malaria, typhus, tuberculosis, typhoid fever, yellow fever, and infectious hepatitis. I was hoping you were going to go Oprah with that. It's like they gave everybody a brand new car. (laughs) But instead it was like, you get malaria. You You get get malaria. malaria. Everybody look under your seats. There's a yellow fever. (laughs) Yeah. Um, About half died. And they didn't (laughs) find a vaccination for any of those things. Well, shit. Yeah. So useless. Uh, mustard gas experiments. Uh, they exposed mm. subjects to mustard gas so that way the doctors could try to treat the chemical burns that were produced. Makes sense. They didn't really figure anything out by that. Oh my God. Um, These people are useless. Sul- sulfonamide? Sulfonamide experiments? So sulfonamide was an antimicrobial agent um, and they tried to use it to treat strep, gangrene, and tetanus. So doctors would cut off the blood supply of a wound at both ends via tourniquets, just like you would in a battlefield. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they would push wood shavings and glass Stop. ground into the wound oh, God, to mimic battlefield that's wounds. butthole clenching It is. Material. Yeah, they ground glass into tourniquet, tourniqueted, tourniqueted uh, wounds. Uh, did antibiotics not exist at this point? I don't. Not, I don't think they were widely used yet. Okay. If they existed at all. Okay. So this was like an antimicrobial thing. Didn't end up helping much. Um, turns out when you give someone tetanus and then rub glass and wood in it, typically goes a little icky after. Oh, God. Um, we talked about seawater. Oh, sterilization and fertility testing was perhaps oh, yeah. one of their uh, biggest. I actually, the the guy that was responsible for a lot of it was not he didn't have a lot of like information on him specifically so i didn't cover him uh but yeah some german gynecologist gynecologist (laughs) the study of gyna (laughs) well it's gonna get dark here so there was a thing called the law for the prevention of genetically defective progeny that was actually passed on july 14th 1933 related to eugenics yeah okay I almost said Dianetics, which is a Scientology thing. Yeah. 
a little bit different. Um, so basically what this law did was it legalized the involuntary sterilization of people with diseases that were claimed to be hereditary. However, what they claimed was a hereditary disease was obviously not. Yeah. Uh, Well, it was weak mindedness, schizophrenia, alcohol abuse, insanity, blindness, deafness, and physical deformities, in addition to any other diseases they could come up with. Um, The law was used to encourage growth of the Aryan race um, by sterilizing people who fell under the quota and were considered genetically defective. Aryans. 1% of citizens between the age of 17 and 24 had been sterilized within two years of the law passing. Within four years, 300,000 people had been sterilized. And it was all framed under the guise of, like, reducing the strain on the economy of Germany. Yeah. So this 300,000... The way it's it was written was kind of hard to understand, but I think that 300,000 number was people not in concentration camps. That was natural German citizens that were sterilized involuntarily. 300,000 free Germans were forcibly sterilized. 400,000 of them the were sterilized that gets me in the is camps. That, that wasn't just a thing in Germany. Like, that was a thing that was done widely for a while. Like, it's not just a Nazi thing. It was just an asshole thing. Yeah. But Nazis went real nuts oh, with it. Yeah. They went nuts with everything. Yeah. So at Auschwitz, the doctors were attempting to figure out the best way to quickly, cheaply, and easily sterilize people. Um, by the end of it, 400,000 people in the camps had undergone forced sterilization. They tried injecting people with silver nitrate, which worked, but caused cervical cancer, bleeding, and abdominal pain. I Um, mean, they could have just prevented, uh, people from reproducing by, um, having them tell people that they were Nazis, because... That works. Or providing free birth control. Come on, guys, there's better ways. Um... They ended up liking the idea of radiation to make the reproductive organs useless, but many were left with radiation burns. So, Radiation burns? Yeah, radiation burns. I didn't even know that was a thing. Oh, no, it's a thing. But yeah, they would get radiation burns. But if they were sterilizing them, it was radiation burns on... Yeah. (gasps) Yeah. No. It was intentionally vague. (laughs) Um, Um, What we're talking about is radiation burns on hoo-hahs and ding-dongs. Yeah. So... This is probably the darkest thing that we're going to say, but I'm about to tell everyone, and that's saying a lot because we've covered some dark shit. So, this guy, Dr. Steve, Dr. S- it's S-T-I-E-V-E, so Steve. 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 Dr. Steve. Specifically was looking at the reproductive systems of women. He would tell women their execution date in advance. Oh, yeah. And then he would evaluate how their psychological distress would affect their menstrual cycles. After they were murdered, when he told them, he would dissect and examine their reproductive organs. Some of the women were even raped after they were told the date of their execution. So that way he could study the path of sperm through a psychologically distressed reproductive system. So he would tell them they're going to die, rape them. And then cut them over open and see where their where his sperm was. So oh, this um, episode has brought to, been mm. brought to you by Loot Crate. Mm. <laughs> um, Go to trylootcrate.com. <laughs> um, they also experimented with poisons. Um, they put poisons into the food of the victims without telling them. They would die, and then they would do autopsies on them. They also experimented with shooting poisonous bullets which often just resulted in torture and death as they are wont to do yeah so overall usefulness of all of this you would think that 
of all of the money and time and effort they pumped into human experimentation, they would have at least figured something out. But they didn't. Um, the hypothermia experiment was perhaps the most successful, simply in that we got to really see just how far you could push a human body before it dies, which you can't really do without making a human go through it. But we couldn't do that because it wasn't ethical. And so we actually got to see just how far you can push them. So that was useful only in that it was that cruel. Mm. Um, another big reason that they these experiments were useless was because these experiments were actually being done elsewhere in the world at the same time under humane conditions. Um, so it was all pointless and most of it failed. Well, um, so that's cool. How the hell did you guys expect us to be able to make this into a comedy podcast? Um, so off, right. Uh, if you enjoyed this, please subscribe. No, if you enjoyed this, go away. Yeah. This is uh, if you are horrified by this, please like, rate, rate subscribe. review, subscribe, all that shit. Give us uh, money. Yeah. Um, so we are on iTunes, uh, SoundCloud. No, yeah, SoundCloud. Well, SoundCloud. Um, Twitter, Facebook. <laughs> so our Twitter is at Afternoonified. Our um, Facebook is facebook.com slash getafternoonified. Instagram at Afternoonified. Our website is www.com slash... www.com no, slash... <laughs> I don't know how to internet. I am tired. www.getafternoonified.com No slash... Unless you want to throw it in there, it might work. Uh, um, <laughs> when you get there, you can listen to other episodes, see pictures of our beautiful faces, find our live shows. You can give us money. You can find uh, our other social media. Do all that other. Um, I don't know when it's going to come out, but in January, Ryan and I were on an episode of Spec Script, mm -hmm. um, which is also in the River City Podcast Federation. Um, Please go listen to it. It will be... Glorious. I wrote an episode of Black Mirror. I've never seen Black Mirror. I also didn't know I was going to be doing the table read. Yeah, I did the table read and I knew I was going to be in the table read, but I had to do a Borat accent that I was ill prepared I'm for. I'm sorry. I didn't know that they were going to cast you in that. <laughs> Screw you, anyway. Emily. Um, Tell us a little bit about Boohaha. Oh, like your Boohaha while we're yes. in here. Yes. So uh, Boohaha is my other podcast. It is me reading ghost stories to um, comedians and other guests. And pretty much we get to make fun of it. Um, the most recent episode, I had Devin from Thinking Sideways, which I think a lot of you guys probably listened to. Um, she is the best. It was a good episode. We talked about the uh, Dear David yes. Twitter thing. Uh, we were not polite about it. So, no. no. Um, so, speaking of other podcasts, it's not up yet. Did you yet. just have me talk about Boohaha so you could do a promo? No, because your... you needed to promo your Boohaha <laughs> anyway, but while we're here, I need to promo mine. So, I am going to be also starting an additional podcast. Don't worry, neither of our podcasts are going to get in the way of Afternoon to Five. I've been doing Boohaha for five months, so. Yeah. Um, I haven't started mine yet, but it will be launching probably spring breakish time, but... Me, along with my lovely mother, are going to be doing a podcast called My Messed Up Mom. Don't bother trying to take the Instagram name because I already saved it. Um, and my mom's going to get either drunk or stoned every episode. And then we're going to talk about cringy things and invite other people and their drunk moms onto the show. And it's just going to be a good drunk time. So keep your guys' eyes out for that. This episode really is brought to you by Audible.com. Um, and you really can use code 
afternoonified to get your first audiobook for free. I hope you don't use it for Mein Kampf. I don't think there is a Mein Kampf audiobook. Who would read it? I don't know. Who would they get to do the audiobook? I bet Mind it exists. Comp. Honestly, I bet it exists. Okay. Um, so we're we're gonna investigate right here on the air, on the microphone. Is it a thing? My um, audiobook. Oh, my phone is at one percent. Um, is there a Mind Comp audiobook? I can't believe you just for Mind Kampf that. On the iTunes store. It is. It's looking for it. God help me. It better not be. Oh no. Does it exist? Oh no. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. I figured it would. It's in German though. Um it was published Is September fifteenth in two thousand sixteen. Yeah, it's fairly new. Uh doesn't that pretty well coincide with when Donald Trump was elected? Uh September twenty sixteen. So right, right before. before. Well, they knew what was coming. Um and it's available through audible.com. Oh wow. Don't use it for that. Use Please it, don't. Use it for um it. Yeah, to it. It's a good one. Have you read anything good lately? Um I'm reading a man called Uva right now and it's okay. Um, um I'm not very far into it. I just finished A Thousand Naked Strangers, which was awesome. It's a book about a paramedics trials and tribulations it was really really good kevin hazard is great so i recommend that and then i also recently finished book of speculation which was amazing and the audiobook i can say is fantastic um i would you? do Anne rules the stranger beside me which is about her time working with ted bundy at a uh a suicide prevention call center Ooh, good one it's good stuff uh Anne rule has a really like kind of high-pitched nasally old lady voice and i love it Mm, um so don't listen to the mind conf audiobook you're better than that try one of those books and that's audible.com or is it try audible.com i don't know go to audible figure out where you can put a code in put in afternoon five we'll have better ads next time yeah okay well well sorry guys i guess until next time this was it's good to be back yeah it's good to good to be back yeah off on the right foot all All right. right Bye. On the next spec script. Oh no, we gotta get the thing. Also, what is spec script? Oh, oh god, I, I have to write an episode of a TV show that I've, I've never seen an episode of. Oh no, and we have we cast it with a bunch of great local Portland comedians and performers. And then we perform it live and record it and release it for you as a podcast called Spec Script. And it's a lot less irritating than this. No, it really is. Check it out mm-hmm. on iTunes or wherever you get podcasts. And see it live at Kelly's Olympian second Sunday, seven o'clock Pacific time. Spec Script. Doo-doo-sh.